1: Hi Cobblers fans, Charles here. Just before the podcast starts, I want to tell you about Planet League. Uh, Planet League is an online tournament which is designed to get football club fans competing against each other to be better at doing nice things for the environment. Um, It's something that has taken place uh, before, uh, a year or so ago where the Cobblers actually finished second to Cambridge United in the overall tournament it would be great, the Community Trust runs this and it would be great if we could show our support to the Northampton Town Community Trust by getting involved basically you go green for your team with the Planet League for every action you take you score goals for your favourite football club this is the place where top Premier league size can be humbled by national league teams where scores can reach their hundreds in the fight for football and climate glory it's down to the fans the more you do the more you help your club all you need to do dead easy to sign up go to planetleague.co.uk sign up it's all free of course pop in the fact that you're a cobbler's fan and then get stuck in to loads of different ways to show your support for Northampton Town Community Trust and the fight for climate change. Good luck. Have fun with it. Honestly, show us what you're doing on Twitter. Tag us in it, at Cobblers to Me. It'll be great fun. planetleague.co.uk Go get signed up now.
2: Again,
0: and he's got it. Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored. Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup. And Northampton three. Yeah! No! Yeah! And a- Get him! Get him!
1: Hello, welcome to the home of Northampton Town fan content. I'm Charles Commons and this is It's All Cobblers to Me, the podcast by Northampton fans for Northampton fans. Alongside me today is a man who has no shame and will happily wear his pajamas to a
2: McDonald's for breakfast. It's Danny Brothers. Hey, is that two separate items? By the way, I've got no shame and I'll happily wear my PJs to McDonald's <laughs> for breakfast. Or is it? I've got no shame because I would not. I would wear PJs to McDonald's. For breakfast. Uh,
1: I I was initially thinking you've got no shame because of the pyjamas in mcdonald's oh. but now now i'm
2: here i'm thinking <laughs> actually <laughs> uh, i've reached a point in my life where i've got no shame about most things well, i'm my no pj's sh- anywhere i wear my pj's now charles actually <laughs> hello kinky
1: video available oh. upon request
2: <laughs> coming up today <laughs> onlyfans.com forward slash you to me
1: Coming up today, we're looking back at the draw with Newport County at Sixfields talking tickets as we dip into Neil's postbag, and we pay a visit to the Cobblers Creative Corner with thanks to our sponsor, RLS Print and Design. Uh, more on them later. Okay, Danny. Saturday, 3pm. Do we have two? we just leave it there? That'll do. Yeah, that'll, do. that'll do. Goodbye! <laughs> yeah. uh, Newport County rocked up, and if we yeah. were expecting to right the wrongs of last Tuesday night's poor second half showing against Sutton we couldn't have been more wrong really could we
2: no it was it was pretty dreadful for <laughs> for 90 minutes john 90 minutes the whole game uh, until the last couple of seconds when sammy did his thing but yeah it was it was a continuation of what we saw against Sutton in the second half it was you can you, and you, you kind of looked at Tuesday night and you thought, right? We'll give him a one-off. You know, there's it's caught up with us. The injuries, the suspensions, the tiredness, all that kind of thing is it's it's caught up with us. We'll give you that, but to come out like that and to play like that for 90 minutes it was it was horrendous for the most part and i don't know if you've watched it back because i know you, you, were, you, were <laughs> at, you were at doctor who land or something on, i i went to
1: the, uh the doctor who exhibition with uh, yeah the, i can't remember what it was called but yeah in in liverpool at the world museum yeah. it was amazing it was really
2: you good you had a much much better time than us sat here <laughs> Apparently watching so. that it was um yeah it was pretty horrendous for the most part um
1: i yeah can't... it's weird yeah, I, I can't quite understand, because by the sounds of it, from what was happening and what I was seeing on our WhatsApp group and on our Slack community channel um, and Twitter, was that essentially we picked up where we'd left off against Sutton and just carried that on. And yeah, there was no reaction to Tuesday night's poor second half, was there really?
2: No, it was. it was worse in some ways. I think because at least in the second half of okay, Gates, certain you, you saw us at least trying to have some intent to do something. Whereas on Saturday, it was 90 minutes of pretty much just lethargicness. The passing, the body language, everything was just off from us from the start. And, you know, we said it after, I think just before half time on Tuesday, we said, we. I mean, I sent you a WhatsApp message saying there's a couple of challenges there gone in that you think you start to get a bit worried by, you start to get a little bit complacent and that's how it came out second half but from it was from the start on Saturday something was just off like the players body language was awful for the for the whole game and it was from the start just passes going astray but not just passes going astray it was it was the reaction to that was oh, okay there's another one gone there was people not tracking their runners jogging back there was the Tackles just didn't have any intent in them at all. The forward play didn't have any intent in it, in it at all. We were we we conceded early on and it set the tone for it. And Newport, probably the worst team in the league go behind to at the minute with Graham Coughlin in charge and how he's got them shaped up defensively. And we just didn't find a way to get get in back in the game for for the majority of the game. And it just didn't feel like we wanted to. Almost, it was very very odd.
1: Do do you put that down to? anything in particular, I'm I'm wondering whether there's an element of we essentially just thought we would win it by turning up. It's only Newport County, therefore, oh, it's okay, and we can do that. I'm not necessarily suggesting that that's what the coaching staff or anybody was, you know, putting into the players' minds beforehand, but, I mean, sometimes subconsciously you think you are better than, well, not maybe better than you really are, but you think you are good enough to be able to just breeze through a game and if more than say two or three players are having that kind of afternoon then that's the type of performance that you end up with
2: oh yeah it's definitely more than two or three players who are having that kind of afternoon and it's more i think i don't think there's any i don't think there's anything wrong with our quality that's that's the that's the thing like we've got quality players and we expect quality performances now we, we can go to orient and stevenage and put in performances like that that's got to be the standard. That's got to be mm. the the barometer of where we're at. And we know individuals have got quality. We know Hoskins, Pinnock, Bowie, uh, Leonard can turn a game around. Apparich can sometimes have a, a decent game and put himself about. And there's quality in the in the wing backs and stuff. There's quality all over the pitch. There's the like, passing. Like there's there's no question about the quality. But it's the it's the intent and the the sort of a, the mindset i guess was just wrong on saturday um and 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 that's what you've got you've got to do in this league you, you can't just get by on quality you can't just get by thinking that you're gonna oh yeah somebody will come up with something eventually and you know ironically on saturday it did when we probably didn't deserve to um but we can't just get by on thinking that someone's going to pick it up and do something we've got we've got to match people from the start and treat games like they're promotion six-pointers every week because we you know, we had a, we had that game, I think, it was at Mansfield last season, um, away towards the end of the season where we absolutely slated them. We slated whether they wanted it, enough, didn't we? We slated whether they wanted top three because, again, body language and everything was like, oh, you know, whatever kind of thing. And the, the fans kind of reacted to that as well and they felt like it wasn't a top-of-the-table clash like it needed to be. And we seem to approach these games, and, like Tuesday and Saturday, and Saturday this week, like job can just be done and it it doesn't matter as much and it it's just it's frustrating to watch because we know what they can do we know how good they are and I don't think it's it's good enough anymore to say it's tiredness it's fatigue it's suspensions it's injuries and stuff because it's it was you've you've still got to go out there and try and do something and and look like you want to do something look like you want to win games
1: I think at least John Brady came out afterwards and, and didn't really give any of those words that you've used or phrases that you've used as an excuse. He he did come out and say, that's not good enough. Mm. Um, he said that that's why he made the changes at half-time. He made the triple sub, of course. Um, Where well, I, I can't remember who it was that came off. It was Lintot, Leonard, and somebody and, and else Bowie, came and Bo- off. Bo- and, and Bowie, Bowie came and Bowie, off. Yeah. Um, and then... <sighs> that' that's good that that was happening, but at the same time it it didn't really improve us to the extent that we needed it to in essence and there was a there was a moment i, I correct me if I'm wrong but I think we started with sort of a four four two fluid as it might be and then after the goal and not long after their goal we then reverted back to having actually a three at the back with wing backs instead because it it quite clearly we were being, I was going to say, not matched up but and, and not necessarily walked all over, but it wasn't working what we had gone with with our formation, with the tactics that we'd chosen to start the game off. I, I wonder actually how much of you know the lethargy you're talking about and the mindset and everything, I wonder how much the early goal for Newport played it into that and and almost caused it because i think maybe if it's nil nil you then grow into the game a bit more but because we go one nil down so quickly after two minutes inside two minutes that essentially we're kind of going oh no we don't have time to grow into the game we've got to get on with it and that then causes mistakes to happen and maybe players are even thinking, you know, when you're saying about how, you know, passes were going astray and your sort of thought with it was that they didn't look like they were bothered about it and they were kind of just going, oh, well, let's do, you know, try again next time. Maybe that is more of a case of going rather than letting their heads drop, it's just a case of sort of being like, right, don't get annoyed with yourself, just get on with the game and try and make sure that that doesn't happen again. But then it's one of those days where it does keep happening again, over and over and over again, and then it becomes even worse and even harder. The fans get on the, you know, the crowd gets on the players' backs and, you know, cries of forward, uh, uttered with every <laughs> other sentence. <laughs> <laughs> um, And it just doesn't quite, ever work and, and you know we're talking about the whole thing it's not just the players on the pitch but it's also the game as a whole fans coaching staff everything just doesn't click for whatever mm. reason and I do wonder whether it's it's partly because of Newport and because they got that early goal it kind of knocks the stuffing out of you maybe
2: yeah I don't, I don't think we should need an early goal to get that going, I don't think we should need time to grow into the game. We've got to get got to go at it from the start. We're that's then that's exactly the point. You watch, you watch any successful team; they're at it from the start. They're, they're biting away at teams. They're straight into the tackle. They're showing intent, especially at home. Like we we start to struggle a little bit at home. I think with we getting the crowd engaged a little bit, and you've got to show that intent and that that battle at home. And if you go a goal down, you've got to be like, right, let's get at them again and let's go because it's, it's clearly not the um, the start we wanted but let's go back let's have a couple of shots on goal let's get into it I don't think there's time to to grow into games you just got to go go into them and that was the, and that's the big issue that was a massive issue and it feels like it's we've just lost massive chances to back up them huge results that we had last week we've lost two big chances this week to to go and get at least four four points on the board or six points on the board ideally come away with two it's It just feels frustrating. It feels like a step back a little bit, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it it does. And I think you're, you're looking at teams around us and seeing what they're doing. I mean, Leighton Orient are flying. Stevenage, they bounce back from the defeat against us. Immediately they go and win their game on Tuesday night. They got a draw, didn't they, at Colchester at the weekend. But those results mean that they've had four points from their last three games and we're we're five points from our last three games but we feel worse than they do yeah it's (laughs) it's ridiculous yeah (laughs) I mean you just sort of think oh so frustrating and and yeah I I don't know how to sort of feel about games like this because it, it almost in my head I've got somebody whether it be john brady or another member of the coaching staff or somebody else at you know whether it be i don't know a journalist or someone else, sort of saying oh you, you have these games throughout the course of a season so just you know it's gone you can't do any more about it and let's move on kind of thing but as a fan you can't do that because it wasn't good enough and it's frustrating and for what we want to achieve this season, and I know it sounds big-headed this, but we want to achieve promotion and some of us were even sort of thinking, hey, maybe we could get another nice shiny trophy. <laughs> um, you know, it, it feels it feels like we should be sort of mid-table in no man's land rather than being in third place after that performance
2: yeah it's a very mid table performance i think as well and that and that's the thing that's the standard you've got to set though if you're going to be a top 3 team you you've got to set some sort of standard within yourselves within yourselves as players is to to show what you're made of and that's mentally as well as as well as quality wise and like i said earlier we we've got enough quality to finish in the top 3 have we got it mentally and that's what we've got to find out the next couple of months it's going to be the games aren't going to be getting any less you know probably will do after saturday (laughs) we'll probably have a week off um but like prime example we go into next week with anything like that attitude and mentality and stuff we're going to get absolutely battered we've got paul cook uh, with chesterfield team who are flying in the conference in the national league sorry um uh, away from home we are and it's I mean, maybe what? we need it. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the type of game we need to get back at, get back focused again. Mm-hmm. But what, what well, would we've, you do we've for got to we've got a, week? I don't, uh, I don't because there's there's this thing coming. John Brady's coming out with you know, we've got the cup game. We've got then we then we've got another week to rest. So I I don't know whether he's going to just rest players, and that's the hate seeing that in the FA Cup. You, you want to see your best team out there, and it'll probably be a little bit of a mix. I'll probably be players who needs to rest, like Bowie who was saying after the game needs to rest. Um, probably be a couple of others that he thinks should be rested, but I just wanna see I wanna see us fight and I wanna see us actually want to win it and not feel like if we win it we're gonna get another game thrown in there. If that makes sense. Like you you wanna see us not being scared of games. And at the minute I think we're scared of having so many games and it feels like that's been laid on us a lot that injuries suspensions, tiredness. In and it feels like we're just playing out we're playing out that sense at the minute and uh it's difficult because, like last last week, we sat here <laughs> like celebrating <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. Now, like a week later, we're we're suddenly like back in the doldrums again, and that's the yeah, way it goes. Yeah. And I think that's the way last season went as well. A lot. Mm. Like we had these times when it just felt like a slog, and it felt like, oh, do they care? Do they are they you know are they wanting this as much as we are? Kind of thing. Do the fans even want it? And and I think we we need to realize this earlier now, and I think we have realized that earlier this season that we're better than the average we're better than we have been in the last few seasons that we can do it we can find it in us to to get that top three um it's just Mm. frustrating when games like this when it feels like you just lost points when you it could it could easily have could easily been more but uh, i think i do want to say that newport were very good um Mm -hmm. you know coughlin's a a decent manager has gotten so well set up so well drilled already i thought they were great like they came and did a job and us. They should have got three points. I thought we are really lucky. I almost felt a little bit embarrassed when we equalised because it was like we really <laughs> don't deserve that at all. And right. um, I don't know it's like, yeah, you know, pull out a result from nowhere when you're not playing well and stuff. But it's it did feel a bit like, oh, we got out of jail a bit there, and you feel for Newport a little bit. But yeah, they'll be absolutely fine because they were they were really really good.
1: Yeah, I, I think I was listening to the 1912 Exiles pod before we started recording, so they've got 15 minute episode out. Um, with uh, Phil from Northampton. So he's the Newport fan from Northampton that you you see around on social media here, there and everywhere. Um, And, you know, the way that they were talking about it, so it was Ed who I spoke to in the previous show with Phil, and the way that they were talking about it was that they were obviously really, really impressed with how Newport had played. They were really pleased with the point but at the same time gutted that they didn't quite hang on for all three which is understandable. But the one thing that I found that was most interesting really was that Phil was apparently so Phil was apparently sat in uh, I think he did hospitality. So therefore he was in with the home supporters in the west stand and he was talking about how a lot of the moans and the groans and the the talk from the cobblers fans was similar to what Newport fans have been saying, for you know, not too long long ago, in terms of just not being able to actually, you know, sort of push a, a style of play onto the opposition, not really getting to grips with, you know, the fact that Plan A wasn't working and not changing it to a Plan B and not really managing to to break the opposition down at all and to stop them playing and. I found that quite interesting because I thought to myself, well, if we're going to liken ourselves to Hal Newport, who have been fairly poor for especially the start of this season, albeit the last three games they've picked up, and last season they fell away as well, that doesn't bode well if we're talking in that same kind of spirit, I suppose as what they're talking about. I'm not saying that we should be arrogant as as Cobblers fans and thinking we we can walk this division, because we can't. But I I do think that sometimes what we project as fans will then be shown on the pitch in the players. And all football fans are alike. I'm sure they are. But when we don't play well, our fans do get moony, they do get groany, and they do start shouting things like, forward, and change it, and everything else. Um, And I noticed there were a couple of dissenting voices, shall we say, on on Twitter during the game, who were basically really, really annoyed with the fact that some fans weren't happy with the way that we were trying to play, i.e. trying to play possession football, but then, as soon as we reverted to being direct, they weren't happy with that either. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. so
2: typical Northampton <laughs> yeah, yeah. fans, isn't it? It's always like the uh, forwards, forwards. Oh, why are you lumping it up there for? <laughs> like yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's typical. Like, I've got no issue with a possession football at all, but there, there was nothing. There was nothing to it on Saturday. There was no purpose to it. It was, it was pass it, pass it. It was backwards a lot. Like there was a lot of backwards, sideways passing with nothing, with no movement ahead of them. Um, whether that was still with Newport closing us down and, and closing up the pitch a bit, I don't know. But it just felt like we weren't we didn't have any reason to be doing it. There's no, there's no like like we said at the end of last season. There was no like there's no patterns to it and stuff it was just the the balls that were going forward it was the that long diagonal ball for 40 50 yards that you are hoping Aparay gets onto it and it, he doesn't for the majority of the time um and there was no there was no real like target or presence up there I don't think with with what was going on there was there was and like to be fair to Brady he had no no way to change it really apart from what he did in the last few minutes and put big Dicey up there mm, that the, yeah. the, there's no Hilton on the bench there was nothing Perhaps maybe that's what we need to do in January a little bit and go and find some sort of target man or brute person who's just going to come on in situations like that and rough up the opposition and and get Nicky Gobamba back in. <laughs> um, no, but you know what I mean? No, it. Like, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Behave get yourself. Sorry, first <laughs> the drum. Um, <laughs> but it was it was it was just one of them afternoons where it just wasn't working and it, it we were doing the same thing over and over again mm. and it just wasn't working over and over again. There was nothing. You almost need like a midfielder in there that's going to take the lead and be like, right, let's get people together. And say, look, this is not working. It's not. Let's try something else. Let's, yeah. Drop. And it it was just time after time we just didn't look like we we're going to get back into it. But nicked it, so you got to take it and you got to take the point, I guess. The end yeah, of the day. Too. I mean, let, like, let's I was just ready to just—I was ready just to come on here and be really pissed off at losing. So it was a bit annoying <laughs> that we equalised in the end. <laughs> and Neil left. As yeah, well. Neil left. I was going to say, Neil. He's, Neil he's actually gone. left
1: before the equaliser <laughs> happened. Maybe it is Neil that is the the jinx, so yeah. to speak. He was there on Tuesday night. He, he was there again on Saturday.
2: <laughs> Neil, don't go to the Cobblers ever again. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go. I think you got to go and then leave after a minute. Five minutes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. After yeah, a minute, yeah, in
1: case they concede. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, absolutely. Um, let's talk a yeah. little bit of about positives, because I believe there were a couple. Uh, first of all, Aaron McGowan starting a game for the first time since, uh, what, before the playoffs, I think? I think it's probably since Barrow, isn't yeah. it? The last time that he started a game.
2: I don't know. Um, was he even there? I don't know if he was. I'm not sure, ball, actually, to be honest.
1: But it, it's been a while. I know he said in uh, the Chronicle and Echo last week that he actually regrets playing on at the end of last season through injury because it's now been such a long period of time out. I think he said something like six months has now gone mm. since he last played. Um, really good to see him back out on the pitch. However, I was a bit surprised to see him and Lintot Get the yeah. full-back berth, yeah, rather than had... having a Haynes, say, on the left.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It felt a bit odd, I think, especially with with all the injuries and stuff that we'd put it down to. And I thought it was a bit odd that Lin Tot was the one that went off at half-time and not McGowan, if he's just coming back from injury and at risk and not fully fit, maybe, I don't know. It was, And I thought Lin Tot's had a pretty decent season. Mm. So... Yeah, I don't know. But uh, good, to he's good, good to see him back. It's good to see him back, for sure, yeah, because he's, he's, he's got quality, especially with balls into the box and stuff like that. He's, it, and it, it's just good just to get bodies back in, in general, just to, to see Hoskins back, see McGowan back. We're slowly starting to get there. And it was, when you look at the first 11 on Saturday, I've you, got no issues with it. It was a good, decent first 11. Maybe you throw Koiki in there and then you're almost at your best, aren't you? If it's of the first 11, it's, it's just what was on the bench was... It's, a, it's full of young kids and it's it's hard a to a bit like them in, last really. year a bit like yeah. last year where we didn't yeah, yeah. really have this anything is it, yeah. on the
1: bench to change it and yeah. yeah that was the the main gripe that we had wasn't it um in the end but yeah. well, so I think season, we
2: have had this season we have had it but it's just mm. when it's oh, yeah, the injuries the illness
1: all of that has just put a put a stop to it almost the other bit of good news um or the positive from it was, I suppose, the performance of Lee Burge, because without him, undoubtedly, <laughs> the game was over at half-time, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: it's, it's three, 3 4 nil before half-time, and it for sure is, he's kept us right in it all the way through, and he's, he's quality, he's just quality. I know we've conceded a fair few goals, but shot-stopping and, and keeping us in games, he's, he's absolute top draw. He like that one. I think was there was one from the overhead kick, wasn't there? That was decent. But the the one on one with Bogle that he saved and then got up and saved another one that was that was incredible. Mm-hmm. And and I think you you look at games don't you, when you have got man of the matches in midfield and stuff, or, or Hoskins has scored a hat trick and you're rightly praising him to the hilt. And you've got to do the same with Bergier I think because he's you, you probably get overlooked a little bit as goalkeepers, especially in a game like this where it's it's a difficult performance. But he's got to, he deserves all the credit for one. Well, ninety percent of the credit for that for that result, I guess, for keeping us in it so long and it's it's another in the run of decent keepers that we've had. It's it's yeah. Good to it's happen.
1: about time, isn't it? I'm I'm really glad that, you know, we've we've not had to dwell, have we, on losing Liam Roberts. So I think that's the the yeah. main thing about this is that we've got a keeper that is possibly as good, if not maybe even better, than what we yeah. had last season. Bids come and, on well as well. And the beard is coming beard on well, yeah, and he's and he's clearly got you know an affinity, affinity affinity with you know the fans. You know, Stevenage last weekend we see when we win, especially away from home, he'll go up, he'll do the the three fist pump salute, if you like, and um, you know that's that's clearly growing as well, which is which is really good to see. Um, I, I found it interesting how um, it wasn't him, was it, that went in the. Hospitality to correct collect the champagne, I don't believe. Or was that Tuesday night?
2: No, that was Was, Tuesday. That was was um, Tuesday night. Oh, who was it?
1: Scratch that, then ignore me. But uh, (laughs) yeah, so he was talking, wasn't he, about his champagne? And Tim Oglethorpe asked him if it was going to go in. The mantelpiece or the collection or something like that. And he basically said, sod that. <laughs> He's putting the champagne. On. <laughs> He's put champagne
2: on the mantelpiece anyway. Put it there. Funny, just Tim, I'm just picturing Tim's mantelpiece now with just a row of wines and champagnes and Proseccos and stuff. I mean, they're all empty
1: bottles. They'll all be empty, yeah. you know. Not not saying that Tim is a drinker. <laughs> that came out really tipple wrong. Tippel Tim, didn't it? No, tipple tip. uh, no, no, no. I just mean that you you keep them for posterity after you. Yeah, I don't.
2: I, I don't think the ones that you get for man of the match is a probably. Oh, you suppose you keep the bottles for man of the match? Maybe. I don't yeah, know. he's yeah. probably got loads for of money, Bertie.
1: I, I would him. imagine so, and more to come, I would think. Yeah. Although, hopefully, not. I don't particularly see him out of the match every single game because that that tends to mean that the rest of the team haven't done that well, doesn't it, Uh, in that kind of game. Um, I mean, just to finish up on on the game, we'll talk a little bit about three-word reviews from Twitter. Um, So after every game, we ask you for your three-word reviews, and a lot of them this week were understandably quite negative. But I've picked out Peter Moore. Because oh, um, I think his burge saves blushes Ooh. is rather good, and it sums things up rather well. Danny, if you had to go with a three-word <laughs> review for that game, what would it be?
2: Neil fucks off. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I don't know. I've got three very strong words. Can't be asked, probably. Oh dear! Oh no! <laughs> That's not good. I <laughs> couldn't be asked. Does that, <laughs> that count? Is that, does that count as three do, words yeah, or four? Yeah,
1: that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's three, words. isn't it? Yeah. Three words. There you go. Yeah. Uh, make sure to follow us at Cobblers to me on Twitter to join in after the full-time whistle of every Cobblers game. Um, yeah. Before we go to the post bag, Danny, mm-hmm. bit of good news to concentrate on before. News. Yes, news, news. Uh, Mitch Pinnock signed a Mitch. new contract. Uh on Friday, I think it was just before. You know, it was supposed to be that that bit of breaking news that would get us in the mood for going down to Sixfields and celebrating some fantastic business by the football club to be rewarded with a damp squib. But never mind. Uh, Mitch Pinnock has signed a new two and a half year contract with Northampton Town that will run until the summer of twenty twenty five. So says yes. the headline. Getting um, pin, getting pin. Yes, um, really good to see the club doing more of this, isn't it? Taking those players that are performing well and not just rewarding them with a new contract, but also giving us as a football club some security over our better players as well.
2: Yeah, it's protection in it. It's that, that's the big thing that we've lacked the last few seasons of, of not tying players down, but we've got Hoskins, Guthrie, Pinnock now. I can't think they've said anyone else. Who was there? Who's but um, three key players to us, and you, you've got to applaud them. I think applaud the team that that's part of their strategy now to to tie down players for for the contracts. You know, best will in the world. They're probably not all going to be here to see out those contracts, but it just gives us that little bit of stability and safe uh, security of, of, of getting a fee from if we do if someone comes a knocking.
1: Yeah, indeed. I, I think the the thing for me with it is that the club have kind of learnt their lesson, I think, over mm-hmm. the past. And I'm not necessarily suggesting that there are players or that there were players that deserve to have a contract uh, you know, renewal done midway through seasons before, but the fact that we get to the end of a season or we seem to always get to the end of a season and our key players are not tied down and then they start looking elsewhere at other deals, um, what's available, some of them then will move on, I mean, last season we had the three, didn't we, that were out of contract at the end? So it was McWilliams, Roberts. Um, and the horse. And the horse that obviously, yeah, yeah two of them left. McWilliams stayed, um, which, which is good. But you'd like to think that hopefully we've kind of learnt from that. And if we can stick a nice contract extension in front of a player that's, that's worthy of it then that is the best piece of business that we can do in between transfer windows.
2: Yeah. A hundred percent. It just gives them that affinity to the club as well. And it gives them that security. They're much more likely to focus on the the rest of the season. If they're tied down under the contract, if they can see I'd assume there's incentives of promotion and stuff in there as well. Hmm. If we get, if we go up, I assume Pinnock's contract goes up a bit and it just gives them that continuity and that kind of belief in what's going on and, it's good to see players like that actually say to us, "I believe in what's happening, and I'm, yeah. I'm happy to I'm happy to sign on and stay here for for as long as it long as I need to kind of thing." So, yeah, all good news. Yeah. Good news. Good news. Good okay. news. Post time.
0: It's time to read your letters out, but things have changed, so listen out. If you want to write about Northampton Town, you'll need to write this next bit down. Just have a rant or just some fun at podcast at cobblers to me dot com. No matter if we lose or win, send us your thoughts. Come on, get them in. Time to dip into
1: Neil's postbag. Sorry, Neil, I know you're not here, but we thought we would dip in anyway. Uh, Neil, I've got, Neil, he,
2: Neil was <laughs> here, but he left. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> ran
1: away. Yeah. Ran away early. Uh, just before we pressed record, he left. And then the pod <laughs> went swimmingly afterwards. Um, Danny, I've got a, I've got an email for you. Oh, an email. Uh, Another good yeah, email.
2: An email. More emails, please, listeners. Yes. we love an email. We
1: do. Podcast at cobblers to dot com, uh, which is exactly the email address that Alan Ringrose typed in to his nice. email account to send us this. Gents, I was wondering what your thoughts are on away game ticketing. I was thinking of going to the Bradford away game as I live in Ayrshire. I can't pick up tickets at Sixfields though and they will not post them to me. Um, If you want to buy a ticket on the day at Bradford, you have to scan a barcode on a wall. Double exclamation mark, Danny. Just thought you'd like to know about multiple exclamation marks. I am a 72-year-old and don't have a smartphone. Do the clubs want our money or not? At Carlisle, you can pay on the day. At Rochdale, you hope... NTFC have sent your ticket up to them for you. It puts me off trying to support the club I have followed for 62 years at away games. Your thoughts, please. I think the main gist of that is that the the Bradford barcode on the wall, scan to get your ticket before you even get to a turnstile. Um, modern technology not necessarily great for everybody.
2: No, no, and you've got to be, you've got to still. You know you can look at forwards all you want, barcodes, QR codes, all that kind of thing to to get people through the door and to connect and make it quicker, supposedly. But you've also got to remember, you've got an, a generation of people who don't like like Alan says. He's not got a smartphone. What's he supposed to do? And it. Adds to the frustration, I think, sometimes when you've got to cater for everybody. I think in these situations you've got to think, yeah, let's move forward, but then you've got to also think, how do we, how do we appeal to everyone? It's like the um, like when you do a vote kind of thing. We we had to vote for the kits, didn't we? That we said, um, (laughs) and Tom Cliff was very very clear in saying no this isn't just an internet vote cause not everyone's got access to the internet um some people find it difficult to find online content um so they've set up that they set up the vote for in the ground in the person as well and try to get as much demographic as they could which is sensible right and you think you have got to do the same with tickets you've if you want people to you want all generations to come to the game you want all people who of uh, you know to who understand this kind of thing to to come but you also want people who, who like want <laughs> want to pay cash want to do get the tickets however they they can and how they're used to getting them I think you've still got to cater for them as well so I, I completely share that frustration with Alan I think that's that's a really good point and clubs have I think this is probably more aimed at, at Bradford than it is to <laughs> us um, but to, I think to not know to be at that point and to not know how you're going to get into the ground when you get there that must be incredibly frustrating so yeah definitely see that
1: having been to Bradford I think it was last season and used their QR code on the wall to to actually get my ticket and to get in, Um, I mean, as somebody who is quite a fae with being able to Mm -hmm. use technology in that respect, yes, there you go, there's a nice little word for you, Danny, Mm -hmm. Uh, add it to one of your giant books, Uh, and um, I I actually found it really frustrating. I had my daughter in tow that day, and we turned up, we were there in plenty of time before kick-off, there wasn't a rush for us to get in or anything like that, Um, but... I scanned the QR code, which took me to their website that then, you know, went through buying a ticket online as you do. But the problem was, was that I then, so I, I, I've i done it. I then went to the turnstile to say, right, well, I've done this, but I haven't got anything to show you that I've done it. Because nothing came up on my phone to say, here's now your ticket. I then had to wait for an email to arrive. And I was stood at the turnstile, basically waiting for this email to come through, which took a you know couple of minutes. Now, you no, know, there wasn't a queue. I wasn't stopping anybody else from getting in, but I was stood there with a couple of stewards, just sort of going, "I've done it. You've literally just seen me do this." Where's the thing to say that I've got a ticket and paid? I've got yeah. no evidence here whatsoever. I was very close to opening my banking app just to sort of show, "Look, Bradford City <laughs> Football Club." whatever the amount money was for the two tickets and to to go in if i if that is a struggle for me to do as somebody who is okay with technology and can use it how can we expect somebody that's you know of a different generation an older generation that might struggle with it how can we expect them to do it i don't think it's particularly fair um one thing that I will say is that, and I've done this myself, is that if you buy tickets in advance through the Cobbler's Ticket Office, they will send the tickets up on the team coach or with staff that are going to the game so that you can pick them up at the game, at the stadium that you're you're visiting from their ticket office usually. I did that at Tranmere Way last season, a year ago, for example. Uh, and I did it at Crewe as well this season. Bought the tickets in advance they were there when I got to Crewe, um, ready for me to pick up and I had no issues getting in. So while I, I appreciate what Alan's saying about having to trust the club to do that for you, you should feel like you can trust the club to do that because it, it does work and that is what they do. Um, so yeah, that that's the other option for you, I guess. Um, having said that, I understand that the Chesterfield tickets weren't exactly the easiest ones to purchase either to go through a bit of a rigmarole uh, akin to colchester
2: oh, i God, think no, not like <laughs> yeah exactly it's like i have to go into the crystal maze to find a ticket right? <laughs> yeah
1: exactly <laughs> um
2: we've had
1: some um other things come through uh, on our patreon slack channel danny yes yes anything Do you want, me to, you read want them? to pick out yeah go on. yeah
2: pick um, something um, out, ash cob um, was pointing out um talking about Pinnock, um, is asking if Pinnock signing a longer term deal um, and Guthrie as well. Um, are the players feeling too comfortable with this relative stability leading to lackluster performance against Newport? Um, you'd like to think not because mm. it was the whole team. I don't think it was just Pinnock or just Guthrie. and it, You'd like to hope not because you think you you want them to just turn it on, do you, every game. It's- I,
1: I, I can see where he's coming from. I can see the thought process involved. However, you've got to take into, I, I suppose the context will be that it's the job of well it's their job to obviously do their job in the first place but it's then the coaching staff's job to get the players up for the games you've got to get it out of them yeah and get it sure. out of them anyway and i the i would argue that potentially having the stability that the extra length of contract will give them will make them feel more relaxed more comfortable and therefore more able to perform because they don't mm. have any worry Any anxiety over will they have a contract, will they still be here in a year's time, can they afford, you know, whatever it is that they need to do house-wise or, you know, family-wise for the future. So Mm -hmm. I get it. I think maybe that's because we're so used to not having longer-term contracts at this level. Um, that that is what happens and where we, we fall into that trap, maybe, of thinking they're always playing for a contract. And now they're not playing for a contract. Will they perform? Yeah. I think they will.
2: Yes, hopefully, in the long time. Um, Melly's been in touch mm. on Slack. Hi, Melly. Uh, Melly. Um, saying, dear Neil, sorry that Neil's not here, Melly, to answer this, but we'll try their best as we can. Um, to make it more autological, Ooh, I've just had to word. Google that as we were talking. Can to you, make it more autological... Yeah, autological. It means that you. It's a word that expresses a property that it also possesses. You'll get. your will understand it in a minute. Okay. Um, to, to make it more autological, can we rename Neil's postbag Tourette's corner? <laughs> thanks, Melly. He says thanks, Melly. I don't know why he's thanking himself. No, his- terrible grammar. <laughs> <laughs> Big words, no grammar, Melly. But yeah, oh, um, there you go. We, we cannot. Rename Neil's Postbag, it's locked in <laughs> for the rest of time. Uh,
1: do you want one from Twitter? Go on. Um, I've got this one here from um, Josh Bonner. Go on, Josh. Go on, Josh. Would you rather have to write everything you say out by hand or only <laughs> be able to speak in rhymes? For the record... <laughs> I personally choose speaking in rhyme like some sort of budget vanilla rice. <laughs> I like right. those kind of questions. Yeah, uh, we love more, more of this. you rather write everything I- down that you say by hand or only be able to speak in rhyme, Danny?
2: Um, speaking in rhyme, I think. It's got to be. Yeah. For the, the rest wrist- of the
1: podcast, Danny will be speaking in rhyme only. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I
2: mean, your wrist would get... <laughs> your wrist would ache a lot, basically. Then my mind would hurt having to come up with a rhyme for everything Imagine, like, if we're sat here on the pod every week and have to write everything down, that we'll wouldn't be a very
1: good podcast.
2: Be a great blog post, maybe. Yeah, I mean, a great blog post. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's got to be speaking in rhyme, surely. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: All right then. Yeah. Brilliant. I love that. Um, that's it for the post bag this week. If you've got any comments or opinions to share with us that you'd like us to to discuss on the pod. If we can actually speak, then uh, send them in (laughs) podcast at cobblers to me dot com or find us on Twitter at cobblers to me where you can send us a message on there. Um, Danny. Yes. Time now for one of your favorite parts of the month. Oh, okay, Yes. Yeah. Saying a lot, that, not it? Uh, It's time for the Cobblers Creative Corner. Oh. Oh, yes. Come on. Um, where we discuss the highlights of Cobblers-related creativity in recent weeks. Uh, until Mitch Pinnock's cartwheel and roly-poly against Stevenage, it's probably fair to say that the Cobblers' creative moments been a bit thin on the ground in October, um, which is probably no bad thing. Apart from our own award nominations, of course, there can only be one moment of pure creative genius in the creative corner for this month. But before I tell you about it, I just wanted to share with you what the Creative Corner sponsor, RLS Print and Design, have been up to recently. So in October, RLS have helped all sorts of businesses and organisations across Northamptonshire with their printing and their designing requirements. Their biggest October project was for printing 200,000 menus – which are being distributed to outlets across Northamptonshire on an on-demand basis within 24 hours of ordering. That's pretty good if you want a menu doing and you need to get it out to somebody within 24 hours. RLS Printing Design will do it for you. That's a lovely thing. They've also helped many schools across the county promote their Year 7 open evenings with brochures, banners, and even a Royal Mail leaflet distribution to specific localised areas. That's good. Uh, and it's not just the big projects that RLS have worked on in October. Oh no, at this time of year, with the gifting season approaching, uh, I'm waiting for mine, Danny. They work with a <laughs> lot of smaller startup businesses, like a new company in Bricksworth, that are making personally engraved coat hooks. Oh, they will be marketing okay. marketing themselves at craft fairs every weekend during the build up to Christmas, using flyers, business cards, and labels that RLS Print and Design have produced. So if you or anyone you know have a printing or design project coming up, then please get in touch with Northampton-based RLS Print and Design. I'm sure they will produce you something even more appealing than a Ben Fox red card at Leyton Orient. Anyway, on to... The only possible nomination in the creative corner this month, as chosen, I must say, by Robert from RLS Print and Design. Uh, otherwise, it feels like I'm blowing our own trumpet. Uh, it has to be the moment of creative brilliance from Mr. Malcolm Butler with the It's All Cobblestone Me podcast 200th episode celebration song. Yes.
2: It, I think the cartwheel's close from, the, from the Mitch is very close. Mitch and Orton <laughs> Pinnock is at his best. But yeah, that in terms of true artistic talent and creativity, that is the, the Malcolm song has to be right up there. Can we have? Can we have um, at the end of the season, by the way, at the Bayos? Can we have a, an ultimate finale of these moments and have the creative moment of the season? Oh,
1: hey. that would be good. How about that,
2: put that'd them all in. Lovely. Put them all in there and get. So each month
1: will rack up a bit like a match of the day goal of the month yeah. competition becomes goal of the season. Yeah, yes. you can do it that way. Yeah. We can Put get it down someone creative.
2: Get someone creative to present the award. Who's <sighs> who's creative? Who's creative in Northampton? Slow tie. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, you gonna
1: get hold of slow tie, are hey, you, Daddy? Yeah, I'll give him a bit. That's ring, your yeah. job. There you go. Yep.
2: Sorted. I'm just gonna get on slow tie. <laughs> slow tie arras and. Uh, <laughs> And order for
1: him. <laughs> maybe he's on one of the what's that app that you can ask people to Tinder? do a no, not <laughs> careful. Uh, you could ask them to do a recording for you. Oh like a video yeah. message.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, what's maybe slow
1: ties on that and we could get, get him to do that. Maybe that's how we get Bayo on the pod. I'm pretty sure he's oh, on one yeah. of those apps. Definitely. He's got to he's make some money somehow now. Yeah, yeah. He was on uh, did you know he was on Sunday brunch. This weekend, assuming, I don't know if you saw it. I'm going to watch like it. Back.
2: It's on everything apart from this pod. It's just not coming on. Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. Everything apart. You think he'd want to come on? He's got a new Amazon Prime documentary all about himself to mm. to flog. Get him on, come Charles. On, come on, get him on. on. Get him come in. On. Um Yes, thank you so much to RLS Print and Design for sponsoring the podcast. It really does mean an awful lot, and uh, you'll find their website. In the show notes to this podcast, if you want to go and have a look and see if they can help you with any printing and design needs that you may have. Um, on to um, some more football for you, Danny.
2: Mm. NTFC I like football, women. Charles.
1: Yeah, we do like football, Danny. Yes, <laughs> that's quite right. Uh, NTFC women. No. Um, they played at the weekend, and unfortunately, they lost seven nil to Lincoln United women in the FA Cup third qualifying round it's a shame Um, James James Wild did did send us a message but he also sent me uh, so he sent a voice note to tell us about the game but more or less what he said was uh, we lost we move on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because because there wasn't much else more to say, and he he also uh, accompanied it with a note that basically said exactly the same. Not really much to talk about. I'm a bit gutted. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit was weird for us to
2: lose by that much. It it seemed like we was weren't at it from the start for whatever reason. It, it's yeah, not good.
1: It's yeah. a hard one. Maybe hard maybe they're concentrating on next week's
2: plate. Action. Oh come on, the plate. All the, over the plate. It. concentrate on the plate yeah. now
1: let's concentrate on the plate the plate and the league um, yes next up yes.
2: Lincoln City in mm. the FAWNL plate which is not Lincoln United is it uh, no it's, it's not Lincoln team. United different Lincoln. Dick Lincoln how many Lincolns do you want
1: two by the Lincolns
2: all over the place
1: <laughs> Lincolns everywhere uh, <laughs> yes the game is happening next Sunday oh. at Sixfield Stadium yes. um, I'm going to be there Danny don't let that
2: put you off, people. No, don't, <laughs> no,
1: don't let that put you off. I'll be there, cheering on uh, the NTFC Women's Team, hopefully to victory in the plate. That's what we would like to see. Um, we'd yeah. also love to see as many of you as possible down at Sixfields. Honestly, the the Women's Team, they really do deserve our support. I think we've been involved with them for the last three years now. Um, it's really important that I think we champion all of the teams that are under the Northampton Town umbrella. And one of the most successful of recent times has been the women's team. And it would be fabulous. I think the last time that we were at Sixers was nearly a year ago. Um, and didn't quite get to 1,000 people, did we, in attendance, Danny? I think it was maybe no, 800 just under, think, something. Just yeah. Still
2: Um, still decent, but that's the target I think. Now that's the target. Yeah, down there. Take your friends. It's 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 relatively cheap to get in, and yeah, like guarantee you, it's a great, it's such a good atmosphere. It's such like, and they they'll give you everything. They'll 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 really really appreciate the support, and they'll they'll love being at Six Fields. I think so. Go go get on down there. I'm hoping to get up. Fingers crossed. Get on. Again, up. again, there's other well ends of the stand down. if you don't want to sit near us. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it'll be a special occasion again. Lincoln um, in the same league as us, I believe. So they're a couple yes. of places above us in the league. Played a game more. They've won two, lost five of their eight games, 3 1. So it's a relatively similar record to us. So it should be a good game
1: looking the forward to it and uh, we'll be recording the next episode of team talk which is our mm. dedicated uh, episode to the ntfc women's team after that game so look out for that in your podcast app soon right there we go i think that's it danny unless you have
2: any mean... other business i don't think so no it's, it's not been the best <laughs> weekends all around is it um what do the kids say we move is that what they say these days we move
1: where where we do moved.
2: we move to I don't know we move somewhere but we we
1: move I'd, I'd I'd rather not in this economic climate I'll be honest with you <laughs> have you ever have you seen the interest rate <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh
2: dear but no it's one it, it's one to forget it's hard Yeah, it's hard but let's uh, get on with it I think the FA Cup's going to be uh, It's It's probably one of the toughest ties we could have got I think even away against another team in league 2 you probably I'd probably fancy us more than I do next week. I've got no expectations of us getting anywhere against Chesterfield. You're all. so down in the dumpster. I'm standing. so, I just, I'm not, I am. I've just watched that whole game from yesterday. I just think it, <laughs> it, mistake, it's going to be so tough. And, <laughs> but like I say, it's, it might be the, the tonic we need just to go into a blood and thunder game against the Paul Cook team away from home and get, go and go and fight them. I and think him we'll go. A a bit, yeah.
1: I think we'll go pretty much full strength as, as much as we can be. Yeah, I think so the so earlier on when we were talking about this and you were a bit worried by the sound of it um, that we might rest a few players mm. based on what John Brady said. I, I think it's more probably down to the fact that there's no Tuesday night game either side of it. So therefore we've got a full week to prepare. And a full week of recovery afterwards until the next league game. I think that's mm. probably what it was about, so therefore, I think we go as full strength as you know injuries and illness will allow i'm I'm looking forward to it, but at the same time i i I understand your pessimism <laughs> because of how well Chesterfield is going yeah it it has got banana skin written all over it, but then again at the same time. They're not necessarily a team, uh, you know. This isn't like a, a Stourbridge or a no, Canvey no, it's Island, not, is it? It's they not are like more the of a gonna... s- big team than that.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's going to make massive headlines if we go out, is it? But no, it's still. I'd, I want us to see us going, and if we go and win that game, I think it'd be a pretty impressive win. If I'm honest, I think so. It'll, I think it'll so be good. Let's go there and win. Yes, Danny. Get so out of your um, doldrums and what we we get up do, for it. What else are we going to do in the World Cup? Let's have a cup game thrown in there, shall we?
1: Why not, eh? That's that's basically all we need to do, isn't it? Okay, brilliant. That's it. Thanks for listening. We're back on Friday with the preview show where we'll be looking ahead to the FA Cup game at Chesterfield. Um, We have got a Spyrites fan Mm. lined up. Looking forward to that. Myself and Danny will be back with that on Friday. Thanks very much for listening to It's All Cobblers To Me. You can get more from us on cobblers2me.com and if you want even more podcast episodes from us then why not join us on the Patreon patreon patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me just for five pounds a month thank you and goodbye
2: there's the cup there's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages the cobblers are going through into Division 1 bring them on because we deserve it
0: September 2018 and a podcast came along When Charles picked up a microphone in sunny Warrington Dean Austin was the man in charge as fans we were forlorn But it really didn't matter, It's All Cobblers to me was born Before the pod had reached its 100th episode We plunged into a Covid hell and we had to stay at home But the pod it kept on going to keep us entertained With memory lane and name that bench to really test our brains And so in 2020, on the 29th of June The town went off to Wembley, we were over the moon so, Neil, he had a great idea to six fields he did roam, but we never heard about it because he forgot to charge his phone. The pod has gone from strength to strength and now it's won awards. The slackers are a cracking bunch from all over the world with Team Talk and the Basement Tales and Danny's preview slot. It really is the podcast that's got the blooming lot. 200 shows and counting, just how the timers flew. With Sammy banging in the goals we're flying up League Two. So raise a glass to Charles and Neil, to Chessie and Danny. To say congratulations on your double century.
1: Hi Cobblers fans, Charles here. Just before the podcast starts, I want to tell you about Planet League. Uh, Planet League is an online tournament which is designed to get football club fans competing against each other to be better at doing nice things for the environment. Um, It's something that has taken place uh, before uh, a year or so ago where the Cobblers actually finished second to Cambridge United in the overall tournament it would be great the Community Trust runs this and it would be great if we could show our support to the Northampton Town Community Trust by getting involved basically you go green for your team with the Planet League for every action you take you score goals for your favourite football club this is the place where top premier League sides can be humbled by National League teams, where scores can reach their hundreds in the fight for football and climate glory. It's down to the fans. The more you do, the more you help your club. All you need to do, dead easy to sign up, go to planetleague.co.uk, sign up, it's all free of course, pop in the fact that you're a Cobblers fan and then get stuck in to loads of different ways to show your support for Northampton Town Community Trust and the fight for climate change. Good luck. Have fun with it. Honestly, show us what you're doing on Twitter. Tag us in it at Me. It'll be great fun. PlanetLeague.co.uk. Don't get signed up now. Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: 18 plus.